to podcast. No, it's Adventure Time. Aww. Come on and grab your friends. Man. We'll go to very distant dualist kingdoms. With Jimmy the human and Tyler the, the other, other human. human. <laughs> the the cards. End. <laughs> it's Adventure Time. Uh, it's not Adventure Time. It's You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And uh, we're back. We missed a week. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I realized as I was sort of getting ready to explain uh, why, I think really the true explanation is is that last episode was episode 13. Ooh. So we were we were cursed, I think. Uh, but no, not really. We just, I was on vacation and, you know. Anyway, we're back. Uh, we are going to be talking about season one, episode 14, The Light at the End of the Tunnel. Uh, which is the first episode title that's actually too long to fit in the little Netflix thing. So it just kind of looks like the light at the end of the tu. Uh, but it's the light at the end of the tunnel. Funny enough, this episode had no tunnels in it. Yeah, there it was, was just dark and, themed. And no real light. There's kind of, they hint at Not light. Not really, there yeah. There will be they light. They talk about light. Maybe, maybe the light, bear with me, maybe the light at the end of the tunnel is the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, before we talk about the episode, it's time for news. Um, what news you got? So, okay. So there are a couple of things, one of which uh, I think we meant to talk about a couple of weeks ago, but it just completely, I completely spaced on it. Uh, YouTube now has, uh, there, there are two different official Yu-Gi-Oh! channels. Uh, there is uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Official. And Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Dual Monsters official. And I forget the exact usernames of those, but you can search for them. One of which, the Dual Monsters official, is videos about the card game itself. So talking about the new cards, Dual Links, uh, tournaments, that sort of thing. So if you're into actually playing the game, it's a great resource to kind of get video reference for everything that uh, you, know, you might need. Uh, the other one, Yu-Gi-Oh! official actually has full Yu-Gi-Oh! episodes on YouTube. Uh, not, all right. not all of them. Not like if you go to Yu-Gi-Oh!.com, uh, which I think is powered by Hulu, if I remember correctly. Uh, but it's got, I think, the first five episodes of season one. hulu got, Oh, God. <laughs> YouTube-io? Oh, geez. Uh, so <laughs> it's got, uh, I know, at least a few episodes from each series of Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, and I actually, <laughs> I ripped one of the, the videos offline. And, uh, if you go to, if you go to my website, just Tyler.games, I took the theme song from the first episode and, uh, set it to the, this is America, uh, music video, you know, cause there's that meme where like every yeah. song matches. It works pretty well, actually. Uh, so, you know, you can look for that if you want, but, uh, we also used it for some of our Instagram content. Uh, that was how I got some of the videos for that, like making the uh, the Charlie XCX uh, Yu-Gi-Oh matchup. Um, with I was busy thinking about cards. Uh, so yeah, if you like content and you like Yu-Gi-Oh, head to content. our <laughs> head to our Instagram, uh, which is I think just Yampod. Yep, Y A M P O D. Uh, same for Twitter as well. Uh, so that, that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing... Welcome to You Activated My Yam Pod, <laughs> our infinitely recursive Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Oh, man. You know what we should do? We should do a Instagram Live after show. I mean, okay. What do you want to talk about? We could talk... We could do... Cards? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> you know what we can do? <laughs> I'm worried about this face that you're making right okay. now. Okay, so you activated my podcast is a weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm aware. I'm on it. <laughs> Good. The Yam podcast could be the you activated my podcast recap podcast where we talk about making the podcast well, where we recap each episode of you activated my podcast it's the five second version of the podcast where we just say on this episode of the podcast we, we talk talked about, about Yu-Gi-Oh. oh yes Yu-Gi-Oh, right um, join us next week when we talk about Yu-Gi-Oh some more <laughs> see you say it like it's a bad idea I think it would be okay. See, because no. the, the podcast comes out on Mondays, and then we do like an Instagram live thing on Fridays. <laughs> give, give it a chance. <laughs> Play with me. Uh, no. Anyway, uh, so that is the hashtag content update. Uh, Jimmy, tell me about Infinite Funds. Oh, yeah. I was on a sketchy website. Nothing bad. I was just reading uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, okay. And I got um, an ad for basically a bootleg Yu-Gi-Oh game. Um, and it, the, the ad wanted me to play instant at instantfuns.com. That's F-U-N-S. Multiple funds. M- more than one instant Cre- fun. Greater than one instant funds. And you could tell it was very seedy and bullshit, not just because of the bad um, spelling and grammar that they use, but... The, they also had an ad next to it for Pokemon Mega at the same website, which was another Pokemon ripoff game, I guess. All it's right. It's just like, involves cards, maybe? I don't and, know. And so you texted me about this, and you actually went to the website, right? Like yeah. You, you were one of the fools who clicked the link. <laughs> and, and now Russia has all your information. They did, in fact, want me to... They encouraged me... It was highly recommended, was the phrasing they used, for me to sign in with my Facebook and Twitter <laughs> accounts into this extremely seedy-looking game. Which, which did you choose? Did you sign in with one? No, I did not. Oh, so okay, so it lets you proceed. Yeah. With, okay, good. It was just highly recommended, but not necessary. I think that's how they get you. Yeah. I mean, and, you, you um, could have signed in with the Ampod. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to all our social media accounts. Start selling Russia owns them now. <laughs> Ray-Bans or something. But the um, actually, the bottom of their webs, it was actually a pretty good-looking website. Um, I'm sure it's just something that they ripped from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, their corporate headquarters in this, is in the UK Virgin Islands. I looked up where it was. Just a seedy little building on one of the, the islands. Sounds legit. Yeah. Right. So I clicked through, and it was like the game was playing itself. Like a, it was almost like a tutorial, except it was uh-huh. going too fast for anyone to know it was going on, oh, no. and it was just the uh, like clip art of the characters that had been animated a little bit, like g- giving their their spiels to each other and saying, "Oh, it's my turn now," and then um, the dark magician girl popped up, and it was like, "Okay, my king." It's- did, Here, here's did, where did, we click did, on. Did she sound like that, or is that just the voice in your head? That was just what I assumed okay, she sounded like. Right. It was just text. But then it just turned into one of those games where you like get more coins for unlocking stuff, and I'm sure they would dearly love it if you paid money to yeah. use their actual money. I mean, you're describing Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links so far. <laughs> so it was. That's what I thought it was. Is like, did they like rip this off of some actual game somewhere, and mm-hmm. they're just like. Have this have it pinned to this like CD bootleg framework. 
I I mean but, maybe. But it was, did you end up playing any? Like, was it a real? Did I mean? Did it have cards that you could play? I unlocked a few ca- few cards. Uh, I never bothered getting any farther because uh-huh. it didn't interest me at all. But that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's the the wide world of Yu Gi Oh bootleg games did, online. Did you have instant funds? I had no amount of funds. Oh no! I was mildly impressed by less than one fund. All the effort that they put into like making this whole bootleg Yu-Gi-Oh thing. I mean, someone out there in the Virgin Islands is extremely talented and have probably they probably deserve better than working on bootleg Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. I mean, I don't know. Working on bootleg Yu-Gi-Oh stuff kind of sounds like <laughs> the dream to me, but that's just me. <laughs> I feel like they that could. Says more uh, about me than it does about instant. I feel funds. like they could get. Uh, better work elsewhere. That's probably but. true. That's probably true. Yeah, that's my story about instant funds. All right. Well, hey, uh, I'm you know I'm I, as much as I love the idea that you found sort of a bootleg Yu Gi Oh game, I'm more delighted by the fact that the bootleg Yu Gi Oh game found you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in your everyday life. You have now done enough episodes of a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast to have targeted Yu-Gi-Oh ads. I don't know if it was targeted or not. It was just one of those. I mean, I just assume games. everything's targeted now, but probably they find out somehow. Uh, who knows? Uh, okay, well, I have one last piece of news, uh, and this oh, we, yeah? have, we have not talked about it at all, but I'm very excited for it. Um, for those of you who you know listen to the podcast. For news, I don't know why you would. I really apologize that our news segment is lackluster at best. It's uh, a podcast. Why would you get news from it? Uh, hey, you'd be surprised. Uh, so there are not many places that write about Yu-Gi-Oh news, really. Uh, you know, when like a movie or something comes out, that's that's one thing. But for just kind of general it's Yu-Gi-Oh your calling, updates, Tyler. Step I, it up. Hey, you know what? I just I got to step on my game. Uh, that'll be my new world's my new foremost Yu-Gi-Oh journalist. Yeah, okay, I'm going to start putting that on business cards. <laughs> anyway, uh, so comicbook.com is actually one of the few places that I found that does consistent Yu-Gi-Oh! reporting. Uh, and there was an article on uh, the 31st, so just a few days ago, uh, by Megan Peters titled, Yu-Gi-Oh! Fans Cannot Unsee This How to Train Your Dragon Connection. Now, you're familiar with the movie, the the uh, DreamWorks film, How to Train Your Dragon. I have learned How to Train a Dragon, yes. Uh, who uh, Lauren's cousin actually uh, worked on it, I learned. Oh, uh, really? He's, a, he's an animator. Oh, cool. Uh, so How to Train Your Dragon is about uh, the hero, Hiccup, and his dragon, Toothless, who is a black dragon with sort of like eh, yellowish-greenish eyes. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, comma, or colon, rather, the hidden world has a new dragon that they're introducing. Uh, and I mean, there were a lot of varieties of dragon. Well, so there's a, so there's a new variety uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to show you Gotta the picture. Catch them all. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to show you the poster and I would like for you to describe the visual appearance of this dragon. Oh, that one. It's like a sexy female dragon. No. Okay. That's not what I was looking for, but I'm glad like that's the, where your head's at. Like an axolotl. No. Nope. Nope. Think about uh, the colors. Oh, it's a blue eyes white dragon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the new dragon in How to Train Your Dragon, colon, wow, I don't know why I can't say colon today, colon, the hidden world is a white dragon with blue eyes. Uh, so I'm really pulling for Seto Kaiba to be in this movie. 
<laughs> but I'm very excited for that. He's not even meant to be in the movie. He just crashes it because he loves Blue Eyes White Dragon so much. Absolutely. Uh, I forgot to look up when uh, this movie is coming out because that is not the part that I care about. <laughs> uh, but if you go to comicbook.com and look up this article by uh, Megan Peters, she kind of explains, uh, you know, what that's all about and why Yu-Gi-Oh fans are freaking out. If you're listening to this podcast, you know why Yu-Gi-Oh fans are freaking out. Are you uh, freaking out because I'm, of a Blue-Eyes White Dragon? I don't know. Uh, it's a stretch. I mean, it is a dragon and it's white and it has blue eyes. But other than that, there's no similarities whatsoever. Y- yeah, I mean... Yeah, unless I mean we don't we haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, Just a softer looking and palette swapped version of Toothless. Uh, yeah, that's true. It does look very similar to Toothless. I think probably the idea is that it's like Toothless's uh, sibling or not sibling cousin relative. It's another Toothless. I think is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. I apologize. I've been trying to frantically google uh oh it's not how to train your dragon 2 it's how to train your dragon i guess this is Three. the third one jesus disappointed that the second oh, one wasn't yeah. called how to train your dragon or was it i don't remember i never <laughs> it saw was, it i don't think it was i'm disappointed now that it's not how to train your dragon tokyo drift <laughs> <laughs> two dragon two training uh so this one comes out uh march 1st 2019 so we have a little less than a year uh, to kind of learn what this dragon's deal is. I'm really hoping that there are two more of them and they combine to become Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Uh, (laughs) And it's just a three-headed cartoon dragon. But that's just me. So like a King Ghidorah type scenario. Yeah, exactly like that. Exactly. Oh, man. King Ghidorah already looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh monster. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, all the Godzilla monsters do, kind of except for Godzilla, if we're being honest. Like Mothra is pretty much a... Yu-Gi-Oh card. Um, Ultimate Moth. I bet you can make an entirely kaiju-themed deck. I could, Yeah, probably. Uh, there are some boxes I know on Duel Links that look fairly kaiju-esque. Um, I'm just thinking, like, Gamera is definitely a Yu-Gi-Oh card. He's a, ro- sh- he's a rocket turtle. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Who likes kids? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some, like, Rodan-esque kind of thing. Yep. yep. Uh... I'm trying to think the little, like the little twins oh, that have yeah. some connection with what? What are they called? The um, I know who you're talking about. The the twin girls who are like they're like fairies almost. Yeah, the little fairy girls who are like the keepers of Mothra. They're like they like venerate Mothra and worship it. Yeah, live yeah, on that yeah, island. Thank you. Uh, for anyone who's interested in doing a bonus episode where we talk about mothra let's uh godzilla yeah well, i actually touch. probably know a lot more about godzilla than i do Yu-Gi-Oh. so well hey there we go you can educate me uh but i think that's all for news unless you have anything else to nope all right cool well then it's, it's time to discuss the episode uh jimmy you uh well i mean we both kind of recapped the last one because it was a train wreck uh, but there was you, a lot of magic stuff going on. It was it was a lot. And then this episode comes along and is like, screw all that. It was all just a dream. Or was it wink wink? <laughs> so uh, let's I'm get do into some to, dumb bullshit. I'm going to do my best to recap this week's episode. This week's episode was season one, episode 14, The Light at the End of the Tunnel. 
Uh, and we started playing the episode, and the first thing that Jimmy said was, boy, I hope there's a recap, because a lot happened last week. But it tur- as it turns out, we don't need to know any of that, because nope. this is its own standalone thing. The, it just uh, drops everything that happened in the last, like, two or three episodes, and it's like, here's this other thing going on. Exactly. We do kind of get a recap, but it is uh, Tristan, Taya, and Joey all waking up being like, wow, that was weird. I had a weird dream. Mm, and they all had, had the same the dream, dream that there was a giant Yugi, and that uh, Bakura went crazy. And Yugi and Bakura, who remember everything perfectly well, go, huh, weird. <laughs> that sounds bad. Uh, and then there is a... That was a crazy dream. Oh, Don't yes. think about it too much. That's right. And Bakura is now uh, the Geico Gecko. Uh, and just out of nowhere. And uh, there is a scream off in the distance uh, to which... I forget if it was... A really the... blood-curdling scream, yeah, too. Like, really, like, terrifying... Uh, and I, th- I think it's Joey who's like, that sounds like my, uh, because they're in love. And uh, Joey is like, okay, we're going to run off and save her. And they all run off and, and go to save her, which if you remember from, was it last episode? I think it was two episodes ago, actually. The last we see of Mai is she gets... She gets friggin' kidnapped and pulled into the bushes by this shadowy figure. Yeah, with like giant hands. Uh, so... You know, we already know that Mai's in danger and they're running after Mai and they run for a bit and they come to a uh, dueling arena. One of these sort of pop up Duelist Kingdom dueling arenas. Surprise. Mai isn't getting horribly murdered. That's just. Nope. She's just losing a duel. <laughs> she's just losing a duel <laughs> monsters a game. Uh, so she is. I know whenever I lose a game of magic, I just scream at the top of my lungs. You do. That's true. Uh, no, that's not actually true. <laughs> I feel bad saying that. Uh, we should start actually. Maybe that would be a, a new trend. Ah! Uh, so it's this blood curdling scream as she's losing a duel to a, a mysterious figure who is shrouded in darkness. And, uh, the, the gang arrives, the Scooby gang arrives right as Mai is losing. And the shadowy figure with a deep voice goes, all right, you know, give me all your starships now. And uh, a, a couple of things happen that I want to point out. Uh, first off is Mai gives up all her starships by, I guess there's a, a hidden button in the dual gauntlet and all the chips just pop out at once, which I think is a great feature. And I really want to see that in some more cosplay. For when you, when, when you lose. Yeah, there's just, just like an explosion of starships. Uh, it's like, what was that game where you have to... There's a timer, and then you have to like put all the little things in before it goes off, and then they go flying everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, no. is that like? It was a it was a kids like game from operation. like the, the it was kind of like that. It's from like the mid '90s, and you have have all these little plastic bits, and you have to put them in this little thing before um, this timer goes off, and it just goes swing, and all the little bits go tickety tackety tickety everywhere. So. Wait, so what's the point of the game then? To beat the timer. But then the thing just shoots all the things back out. Well, it doesn't do that if you beat it. Okay. That's the whole point of it. All right. Okay. It was a mid-90s plastic toy. It wasn't the highlight of creativity. If you know what the hell Jimmy is talking about, please reach out to us at Yampod on Twitter <laughs> or at Yampod on Instagram or you activated my podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so, uh, the second thing is the shadowy figure, uh, reveals himself, uh, as panic, uh, panic spelled not only with a K, but with a capital K, 
capital P, lowercase a-n-i, capital K. Uh, and he sort of lowers himself down from the, the dueling platform, walks over to Mai, uh, does not grab her star chips, but instead grabs her wrist and is like, I have you now. I defeated you. Give me your star chips. Uh, and this dude's like eight feet tall, too. Yeah, his appearance is really weird. So he's easily eight feet tall. Easily. He's got uh, giant eyes, but tiny pupils. They're like, they're like little dots. And he's got that, what I thought was like, who's the guy from ICP? I have no idea. You know, the magnets, how do they work? I'm guy. aware of what ICP so, is. So, I don't know anyone. But so, so he's got the vertical uh, eye line makeup. Oh, with the, like the clown kind of Yeah, he's got like, he's got like makeup. the, he's got like the, the John vertical yeah. kind of makeup. And it's really weird. It's, it's a vertical slash through each eye. And I thought it was makeup, but later on you get a close-up and it looks like there's scars actually. So maybe that's why his pupils are so tiny. I don't, I don't, it's anime rules. Um, but he's also got a, a, a big black jacket that has a capital P and a capital K on it. <laughs> it's a capital P I on one breast and a capital that, K on the other. That's hilarious. It's amazing. And I, I really like, I wish that more people kind of dressed like this. Like I can imagine having my initials just huge like embroidered initials on each jacket of mine i think that'd be really fun um it's like a letterman jacket but for douchebags <laughs> yeah kind of uh he's also got the weirdest hat that i've seen so far in this show yeah i'm not entirely sure what it's made out of it looks like a like a plastic beanie it looks like he got a like the largest condom you you have ever seen in your life and just put it on his head. <laughs> it is it is a black rubber beanie. Uh and it's not a good look. It isn't. Uh it's it's very odd. He also he's wearing two uh dual gauntlets and this part's important. So he's wearing two dual gauntlets each of which has uh a, a bracelet which is where the star chips are held that's extra big uh and it's They've each got like two rings. Yeah, he's got like dualies. Uh, he, it's, it's two rows of star chips as opposed to the one that everyone else has. And my reveals that this is because he is an eliminator, uh, and eliminators apparently are duelists that are hired by Pegasus <laughs> to go around the Island and eliminate people from competition. So they're, it's like they're competing, but they're like extra good, extra dangerous duelists that are just there to sort of weed out the weak ones, I guess. But why we haven't heard of this before, the, who knows? That's what everyone else is there to do. I yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's implied that um like they're like specially trained to go and beat up kids and also like they're paid super well to do it. Like he says like he has enough money to retire on just from beating kids in card games for pegasus yeah no it's it's really interesting so essentially what happens is like he you know which is extremely it, on brand for pegasus it really is it truly is but so what happens is, is he reveals like okay hey i just beat my my is out of star chips my is uh eliminated and uh, joey's like all right i'm gonna beat him up and goes to like rush him and tristan stops him and joey goes or, uh, pardon me, Yugi goes, no, Joey, 
this is not the time for fists or what what does he say that's, fists that's probably the exact line that he said that might be exactly it was, it. yeah violence will not solve this and he gets this very serious look on his face and the millennium puzzle starts glowing and he does that whole transformation sequence but instead of him saying Yu-Gi-Oh! as he like transforms like he d- like he always does it's an echo of what he just said where like fists this is not the time for fists violence will not solve this but it's real quiet so it kind of just sounds like he's whispering it to himself as he transforms and then big yugi jumbo yugi yumbo <laughs> uh challenges panic to a duel to win back my star chips. oh important note he says i've dealt with bullies before and there's only one way to deal with them and unlike the original anime where the answer to that is horrific violence, yep. it, this is uh, the second run Yu-Gi-Oh! where the answer is beating him in card games. And I, I loved watching that part uh, with you specifically who has now read the manga and seen the anime based like exclusively off that manga, the the sort of season zero anime. Cause you got real excited in that moment where he's like, I don't know how to deal with bullies. And you're like, fire, guns. <laughs> No, it's a card game. I'm going to drive him insane thinking everything around him is money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, just card games. No, just card games. Okay. So uh, they, you know, set up for a duel and panics are talking about how the eliminators work. And it's essentially what we just said. They're hired by Pegasus. And and, uh, he goes, oh, so you're Yugi. Uh, Pegasus has actually offered extra money to the eliminator who brings you in. And then he goes, I wonder if he'll pay me extra for bodily harm. <laughs> uh, and actually threatens like physical violence against Yugi. And Yugi's like, well, are you doing this just for the money? Because that's no way to live. And Panic goes, no, no, I enjoy the bodily harm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's good to love what you do, really. Uh, and they start dueling. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yugi bets all of his star chips. Uh, I think he has eight at this point or something like that. Yeah. Close, close enough. And specifically goes, to get my star chips back. Right. So which I thought was confusing. It was. Yeah. So, so panic goes, because okay. this is in fact a competition. You might remember Yugi. Right. I mean, I guess it's Yugi being a good guy. I don't know. Anyway, they duel the amount of star chips doesn't matter. Cause it'll fluctuate so much by the time it, actually is relevant again uh the first thing that happens is panic plays uh a card whose name i am forgetting because it was the most fantasy ass fantasy name it sounded like a DD module it was like the castle of darkness the floating castle of darkness the floating castle of mad darkness yeah uh and the it's a floating castle that makes darkness and that's all you need yeah to know. exactly so everything on his side of the field is shrouded in magical darkness so yugi can't see anything on his side of the field and my starts freaking out my's like there's no way that he is going to be able to beat panic this is what panic does is he gets people into a position where they are panicked sorry i just remembered this what this card reminds me of did you ever watch the grinch cartoon yeah, yeah. Did the, you ever watch like, the spinoff where he had a dark house that he was using to harass the cat in the hat? What? <laughs> the Grinch was living in basically the no, okay. exact opposite. No, 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 okay, start at the beginning. Was this an official spinoff? I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, well, it was an official 
uh, cartoon okay. just about the crin- the Grinch, and there wasn't any like Christmas stuff involved. But he lived in a dark house, which is the exact opposite of a lighthouse, which just projects this beam of darkness. And I'm pretty sure it was the cat in the hat who was like driving around. And he was like aiming the dark house at the cat in the hat, driving his car around so he couldn't see. That's some spy, and that's the only... spy <laughs> shit. What is, what is up with that? I don't know. Anyway, continue. Uh, that's what the exact thing that this card does. So, uh, so anyway, so my starts explaining panic's whole mo and that is that he hunts down weaker duelists scares the shit out of them and then strong arms them into dueling him so that they are uh so freaked out and i'm i'm really struggling to avoid saying panicked here they're so freaked out that they uh just don't duel as well so that's how he beat my and uh yugi goes oh well that's easy. I know what your deal is now, so you can't scare me. And then Panic goes, and maybe this happened before the castle, I forget. And then Panic goes, oh, really? Cool. And he hits a button, and two manacles, like robot manacles, come out and grab Yugi's ankles. And like little robot grabby arms. Yeah, like they're part of the dueling arena. So somebody designed these to be a thing, to hold people in place. And... They hold Yugi there, and then two flamethrowers, <laughs> two flamethrowers pop up on either end, and they shoot these gouts of flame like inches away from his head. Uh, and they're like those pyrotechnics shooters at uh, rock concerts, except they're like swiveled, so they're just aimed right at Yugi's face. Yugi Moto, mind freak. <laughs> uh, and Mai has this like thousand yard ptsd stare of like yeah he used those on me and she's she says it in just the most like dead like deadpan like monotone kind of way it's a really so really she was of, threatened earlier she wasn't I mean, just playing yeah. the card game she was like getting shot by flamethrowers yeah, and it, like i i mean part of it i think is just i can't imagine what that flame did to her hairspray but like damn that's traumatizing right yeah. and so yugi goes oh, okay well you know still i know what your deal is you're just going to try to intimidate me and i will compensate by not being intimidated <laughs> easy uh and- kind of like the running aesop theme of this whole episode is like bullies will try to scare you so don't so, let them yeah knowing knowing that that is their only move is part of your power here so uh, the darkness falls, and uh, Yugi can't see anything on Panic's side of the field, so he plays a monster in defense mode, because that's the only way to be sure that like his life points are safe for the time being. Uh, Panic summons a monster, which is shrouded in the darkness, so Yugi has no idea what it is, and the defense mode monster is then sucked into the darkness and killed. Uh, they talk some more. Yugi does this again by playing a defense uh mode monster and he starts trying to think okay what is my actual strategy here uh i know that this is really his only deal but i still have to overcome it somehow uh so panic summons a second monster and goes okay well now that i have more monsters than you your life points are at risk because one monster can kill the defense mode monster and the other monster can attack your life points so this back and forth uh, happens for a while. They talk about really not much at all. Meanwhile, uh, Taya keeps asking Mai 
how does Yugi beat Panic? And Mai goes, well, hey, if I knew, we wouldn't be here. Uh, so why don't you shut up, Taya? Uh, no, she doesn't say that. Uh, but Mai kind of realizes, like, oh, I really can't lend any useful advice here because he beat me pretty easily. Uh, Yugi then gets this look on his face, this very sort of confident look on his face, and he goes, oh, what if instead of trying to attack the castle where the darkness is coming from or the monsters that are shrouded in darkness, what if I, I attack, attack the, the darkness? darkness? <laughs> uh, so he uh, he casts magic missile on the darkness. Uh, no, he summons, uh, I think, the winged guardian of the forest. Uh, winged dragon guardian of the forest? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. And fortress. Guard, yeah, thank you. Winged dragon, comma, guardian of the fortress. Uh, don't know how all that text fits on a card, but uh, he has it shoot a fireball at the darkness itself. And what this does... Which, again, I didn't know was a thing that you could do in a card not. game. Certainly not. Uh, but what it does is it illuminates the monsters briefly so you, you can see kind of what he has. Uh, panic starts sort of gloating. He goes, okay, fine, you saw my monsters, but like that's not going to let you see the future. And Yugi goes, well, it kind of does because... Do you know what beats darkness? Panic? And Panic's like, no, what? And Yuki goes, light. <laughs> and he reveals that he has in his hand a card called Swords of Revealing Light. He's used it a couple times. He's used it a couple times. He used it on, uh, I think it was one of the cards he used to beat Kaiba in episode one. Uh, and he explains, he, he holds it up and he shows it to, to Panic and he explains what it does. And he says, this keeps all of your monsters from moving for three turns and it illuminates everything on the field, regardless of other field spells. And so he goes, all right, Panic, you're going to lose in five turns. And he puts another monster face down to defense mode. Uh, and he puts uh, down a, uh, uh, a face down card. And everyone goes, well, that's weird. Why would he put his Swords of Revealing Light down face down? Why would he put it on the field if he's not going to use it right now? And Panic goes, well, that's dumb yeah of course i'm gonna attack that card so he plays uh, a card that is very confusing to me reaper of the cards who will we remember from about the this. last episode yeah we talked about this earlier when it was just like this medica physical like force preying on cards that you put in your graveyard but here it's an actual card yeah it's really interesting it kind of puts a hole i think in our our mythology that we came up with last episode where the reaper of the cards was kind of like what collected the souls of cards in the graveyard. Yeah, no, no, this is just another card. It's just another card. <laughs> so maybe it's a different one. Maybe it's a, like a, maybe they're brothers. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, so reaper of the cards has, a who knows? Effect. They're pulling everything out of their ass. At they this really, point. They, it's, it's Calvin ball. Uh, so reaper of the cards has an effect where it will destroy uh, any spell cards that are on the field, even if they're face down. So Reaper of the Cards goes straight towards this face-down card that Yugi played, gets all the way up to it, swings its scythe uh, down, and the scythe touches the card, and nothing happens. And uh, everyone kind of stops and goes, wait, we thought that Yugi was going to lose because like that was his card that everything hinged on, right? Like That's the Swords of Revealing Light, right? No, it's not. It's a trap card called what is it magical trap magical cage something like that uh and it was yugi tricking everyone into thinking oh this face down card is swords of revealing light actually it's a trap card that traps the reaper of the cards so that it can't act for the rest of the game 
It was a trap card, and you activated it. Uh, and so everyone goes, oh, wow, you're, like, playing mind games on the guy who plays mind games. And Yugi goes, yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, and he explains that anyone who plays Duel Monsters always has to worry about the Reaper of the Cards and its effects. Which means yeah. that he's known about the Reaper of the Cards since forever. So Don't you remember thing. the number one rule of mag- of I was going to say magic, but it's Yu-Gi-Oh. It's, is watch out for the Reaper of the Cards. It's this card that we that didn't know famous card that everyone episode. knows. So anyway, so he anticipated that Panic had at least one of these somewhere in his deck. So he played a trap card and tricked Panic into attacking it uh, into activating it, I should say. And uh, he goes, now that I don't have to worry about that card, I could play all the magic cards I want. And he goes, so I'm going to put Swords of Revealing Light down face down, and I'm going to put this other magic card face down, uh, and I'm going to put another monster in defense mode. And uh, all right, you have four turns left. You're going to lose. And uh, everyone's you know, freaking out. Mai's still, I think, unsure. Uh, she, she and Joey are talking now, and Joey's like, boy, I think he can actually do it. And uh, my goes, I don't know. I mean, I lasted about this long and I f- freaked out. I panicked. Uh, and even I think Bakura is like doubting Yugi at this point. Oh, I might. I don't think you can do it. And uh, panic goes, well, I mean, you defeated the Reaper of the Cards, but my next monster, or what, what does he say exactly? He says, that's not the only good monster in my deck. And then we get... Uh, a silhouette kind of similar to our first introduction of uh, uh, Red Eyes Black Dragon, where it's just like a close up of this monster's mouth opening and panic laughing. And uh, the episode fades out on a to be continued. Was yeah. that about it? Yeah, that's about it. I think that's it. It just ends. It just it just kind of ends. So uh, we're going to have to see the conclusion of that in the next episode, which is titled The TV Turned Off. No, it's not titled that. It's titled Winning Through Intimidation. So essentially just a summary of Panic's uh, whole strategy. Whole strategy. Uh, again, further proving that Yu-Gi-Oh! is not actually about playing the card game. Nope. Uh, Jimmy, what was your favorite part of this episode? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I'll have to think about it. I can tell you my worst. Uh, okay, yeah, let's start with worst. Let's do it. The whole darkness thing and like panic's whole deal uh-huh. are both just so dumb like at this point they're the the writers of the show are just pulling game mechanics like completely out of thin air and because i think this is still before the card game actually existed yeah just barely i think they're, they're just it was like the whole thing where you can attack the moon it's like all right that's a game mechanic now is that written on the cards somewhere, or is that just something you know? Do you have to? I don't know. It was just hold. It was just really dumb, and the thing where, um, panic is just hired to beat up on other duelists is completely pointless because it's a process of elimination tournament. I will say though, as you pointed out, that is a very Pegasus thing to do. It is a very Pegasus Pegasus thing to do. Yes, that's correct. But I get what you're saying. What's your best? Uh, my best. So, okay. So my best is something that uh, I was not at all expecting in this episode. Uh, there are two, maybe three shots where the camera uh, does a zoom and a 
roll kind of like it goes yeah. it goes from a straight shot and it zooms out and does like a dutch angle a little bit and there's a sound that it makes when it does that and it's like a little zip uh and it's just it does it enough times that you can tell what it is and it's just the sound of that camera move and i love that we've gotten to the point where Yu-Gi-Oh is an anime ass anime and has sounds for camera movement yeah, it's like they started filming an episode of The Office or something where it's they like acknowledge the presence of this imaginary camera. Right. In the context of the show. Right. But they don't but they can't do the thing where the office where they have people look at the camera. I mean they could. Oh, that would be That would be an interesting that would anime. Be so good if they did if they did like a like a one on one interview with Yugi and Yugi's like well, I uh, could see right through his strategy and I've dealt with bullies before and then he looks at the camera and does like a gym smirk. Uh <laughs> But no, so it's that would kind of, actually make this a much better show. It, it would. Uh, it, they they kind of acknowledge the camera. Pardon me by giving it a sound, and I something about that just ah, uh, that's everything that I want in this show. Um, yeah, so that's that's my best, I think. And I, 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 think I, I don't know if you can hear it, but so we're sitting in front of we're sitting on the couch right in front of my coffee table, and Pepper, yeah, hold your mic up there. Pepper, uh, who is a, a miniature dachshund, can fit right underneath the coffee table, and he kind of digs around underneath there. So if you hear some uh, hump, 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 uh, that's that's my dog. Um, just thrashing around under there. Just thrashing around. All right, Jimmy, so that was my best. What's your best? Uh, I think I just thought of it, and it's when Mai lets out her blood-curdling scream just because she's losing at this duel. We literally think, like us as the viewers think that she is being murdered yeah she because last time we saw her she was getting like basically kidnapped and so you expect to find someone like stabbing a knife right into her stomach or something but that's just my screaming because she's lost a duel in this card game tournament yep yep kind of an overreaction Maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. To be fair, though, in in her defense, she did lose all of her star tokens. Yeah. So she is effectively Out. eliminated. Yep. Until Yugi beats Panic, because that's what's going to happen. But of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I think that'd be a, a that'd be a runner up for my worst. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your worst? My worst. You know, I think halfway through this episode, I was tempted to say that my worst was Panic's outfit, but it's kind of growing on me. Oh, no. I think my worst is, I'll need to look into this, but I think something about the animation, oh, there's there's that whiny boy. There he is. Your sad, po-faced little dog. I'm trying to figure out how to get Pepper his own podcast. He's a very vocal dog, and he has lots of opinions on things. Welcome to the Pupcast. Uh... But not barking. Uh, he's borked on a he, couple he, times. He is borked. He's mostly whines. Sometimes he trills. Uh, I I would love to have, and if anyone out there knows of this like being a thing already, let me know. I would love to have a podcast that is just like here is a dog making sounds. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I think that would do pretty well. Anyway, my worst. Just I think get like a gaming headset and put it on him. Ooh, just yeah. Or like press record. Get um like the the dog mounted GoPros. Oh yeah. I wonder if I could do that with a microphone. That would be an interesting video podcast. Yeah. Pepper's Day. Except well, I mean, it would just from, be sitting down. Yeah, well, and the yeah. camera would be dragging on the ground the whole time. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's essentially angle height. Anyway, I think my uh, 
my actual worst is something about the way that this episode was animated. I think there might have been a change in I either the like agreed upon style for the show or maybe even the actual like people doing the animating. Uh, the art style changes a little bit in this episode. I noticed that. And it changes in a weird way where everyone's eyes got bigger and their mouths got smaller. And there's a point at which there's a close-up of Yugi talking and he's like explaining his strategy to not be intimidated. And if you look, his whole mouth could fit inside of his pupil with room to spare. (laughs) Yeah. It's Um, really weird. (laughs) Everyone has huge eyes in this episode, except I mean, for the bad guy, which I think is kind of the point. It's like all these people have like, like windows of the eyes to the soul kind of thing. So yeah, they have big true. eyes and they're like and shimmering with justice or whatever. Yeah. And like, it, and it's, the bad guy has like little tiny pupils. And it's an anime. So like yeah. that's par for the course here. Like that's definitely the, it's it's a big eye style anime. Uh, but like they cranked it up a little bit. You know, yeah. like they, it really turned up to 11 here. There are some good aspects of it, I will say. I I prefer actually how Yugi's hair looks with this style. Um, I I like kind of the the shapes that uh, his silhouette makes now a little bit better. I think it's a little bit crisper, mm. if I had to come up with a bullshit uh, word. Uh, it, 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 uh, the lines are a little bit sharper. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That part... I really hope they fix that. <laughs> there were some really weird shots in this episode. There were a lot of like extreme close-ups of someone's mm-hmm. mouth, but it was just their tiny mouth just kind of doing that, you know how puppets go where it's just like ah bah bah bah. Yeah, and it was it was a close-up while maintaining the same size mouth as the wide shot. Well, and then someone else started talking and it just lingered on, I think it was Yugi's mouth and he wasn't even talking for like a good five seconds. Yeah, and it just stayed there as a close-up on him. Yeah, there was some odd Just some weird laziness, I think. I don't know if they like blew all their budget on other episodes or what, but there was like the whole thing with the darkness where a lot of the time panic was just completely obscured and all you could see were these two pinpricks of light that were right. his eyes so you don't have to animate the mouth they you also don't have to animate his monsters a couple of times they yeah. definitely reused at least three shots i think a couple uh, of times when he like lifted my's arm to like show that she didn't have any star chips yeah so it could have been very easily i think something where maybe they got new animators uh and they just had a completely different style so they were like oh yeah we reuse shots all the time like maybe that's a thing um but we'll see. I don't know if that continues. I'm kind of looking at some of the thumbnails here on Netflix and like, uh, like Scars of Defeat looks like it goes back to normal. Arena of Lost Souls looks, uh, nope, nope, never mind. Yeah, I'm looking at Arena of Lost Souls Part Two, and the thumbnail is still this like tiny mouth style. Huh. So I don't know. We'll it, see. Yeah, it it was a weird shift. There are parts of it that I like, but that was kind of the mouth specifically kind of weirded me out. Um. But yeah, there we go. Uh, if you have bests and worst from this episode, you can reach out to us. I think <laughs> I think this is like my most, uh, what's the word? My, my shilliest podcast so far. <laughs> I think I've said it like three times now. Uh, but we're on Twitter at Yampod. Uh, reach out to us. Uh, say hi. Uh, I know we had one person actually reach out uh, last week, no, uh, Jazz, uh, who was asking about our Facebook page. We don't have a Facebook page. I don't know if we're going to have a Facebook page, I'll be honest. But 
If we do, uh, you all will be the first to know. So uh, if you have best and worst, let us know. If you have corrections, let us know. Um, if you played the instant funds game, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> if you lost all your bank account information to uh, Virgin Island scammers, let us know. Oh, definitely let us know. Man, <laughs> we are not on, we're not going to be on the hook for that. But no, I, but I'll, I'll definitely read that story on the show. Yeah, that will be actually pretty entertaining on our part if, yeah. you, if that happens. Let us enjoy your pain. Um, while you were giving your recap, I did look up a couple of things. That game I was talking about is called Perfection. Perfection. And it looks like this. Gum would be perfection. Hold on, I clicked on the wrong thing. There we go. But you have to match all these little shapes to their different holes oh, before the timer runs out. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like something they would give away to people who lost on Double Dare. Yeah, it's not a very good game. And the whole point is to do it before all the pieces fly out and scare the bejesus out of you. It comes from the era, I think, of 90s board games that were made specifically for the commercials. Mm. Like it has... Oh, you should show, uh, show Lauren here. But it has the shapes that are appealing. It has motion that's appealing. It would make you cry? Yeah, because I was so nervous about it. Oh, no. The game dis- specifically designed to scare the piss out of you, uh-huh. to startle you. The game designed to give small children generalized anxiety disorder as adults. <laughs> See, that was operation for me. <laughs> but uh, I'm not surprised a, a trap. that you hadn't heard of it. Yeah, it's one of those that, like, I mean, A, the name is not good. No. Perfection? No, that's not a good it name. as it goes. No. No. You know when Sonic the Hedgehog drowns and it's like it's a game based entirely around that feeling where you have to hurry up and get it or it's gonna get you. This would be so so first I think it's very definitely a like a product of its time. I think it's probably the kind of game that's like making a comeback now specifically because of YouTube reaction videos. Like this would be something that Rhett and Link play as like a challenge. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Uh, or, uh, you know, you have like kids play and you just watch their reactions. Kids react to getting this shit scared out of them. And the other thing I looked up was the name, the title of the Grinch cartoon to prove that it's real. And it's oh, called, the, it's actually a musical. The Grinch Grinches the cat in the hat. It's a musical? Yes. A and also, I'm looking at the like VHS cover here, and the tagline is fully animated. <laughs> so this is not like the best uh, cartoon ever animated. made. Do they mean like opposed to like Looney Tunes back in action style, animated and live action? Or I have like, no idea what it means by fully animated. Or do they mean just like not a slideshow? That that's my guess. Like, oh yeah, we put a little bit of effort into it. We put the bare amount of effort into animating this, like, twice removed ripoff. Not well, really uh, a ripoff if it's like official, but I mean, hey, low effort. You know, if nothing else, I think we've just uh, come up with our first nominee for uh, our Christmas special episode. <laughs> the Grinch Grinch is the Cat in the Hat. I'm on board. All right. Uh, well, unless you have anything else. Nope. I think it's time. To end the episode. Uh, as 
every week except for last week or two weeks ago and when, several weeks before that and several weeks before that uh when i completely forgot uh we end the show with a card of the week uh and this week's card are you ready i am so ready this week's card is makiyu the magical mist target one summon skull or thunder type monster you control Destroy all monsters your opponent controls with defense less than or equal to the attack of that monster. You cannot conduct your battle phase the turn you activate this card. Whoa, I just looked up the art for this card, and it's rad as hell. Look, check yeah, that out. It's like, a, it's like a skull in the mist, and there's like... It's the dark mark. Oh, shit, it is! It's the dark mark, but it kind of has... There's like one glowing eye that kind of looks like... um, Kind of looks like Cyclops. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, the not... Not like the fictional, like mythological creature, but like the DC superhero. Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's bad. It's a pretty cool card. Uh, it's, it's an in interesting. In terms of art. Well, in terms of art, and I think in terms of mechanic, because it's like if you have a summoned skull, like if you're, if you're really doing your best, like Yugi Moto impersonation, have a summoned skull just in every deck, uh, it, it's cool for like, oh, okay, here's my summoned skull. Now fuck all your monsters. Okay, bye. Uh, yeah. And you get to look at the cool art, which is, let's be honest, most of this game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Some of it's pretty dumb. You were texting. We need to talk about those cards you were texting me. That's like, oh yeah. Weird. Um, like cute animal mixed with like mecha airplanes. Yep. yep. Okay. Let me, let me pull it up here. Uh, okay. So I, I haven't played dual links in a little bit. This is gonna be a long ending of this episode. I apologize, but I haven't played dual links in a little bit. And uh, I went back uh, a, a little while ago and they were doing some event where you just get a lot of gems. And so I was like, okay, cool. Well, I will buy uh, cards from this event box that they had uh, that I don't even remember the name of, I'll be honest. But it was some special cards. And there are some weird ass Yu-Gi-Oh cards, let me tell you. And I think they may have just hit a point where they ran out of ideas for a while. And this is what happened. The one that you're talking about is the Mecha Phantom Beast Hamstrat, uh, which is a Mecha Phantom Beast card. And it's this whole line of cards where it's animals mixed with machines, but like not cool machines. They're not like Power Rangers Zords. They are like... Well, in this case, the Mecha Phantom Beast Hamstrat is a hamster uh, commercial airline. Yeah, it's like a Boeing 747 crossed with, with like... With whiskers. Yeah, that's basically it. It's got a little hamster face. Uh, there, there are all sorts of other weird ones. Uh, you pulled up, I think there's one that's like a cat that's a tank. Um, but I also, I got just some kind of uncomfortable cards. There's one <laughs> called The Unhappy Girl. Uh, oh yeah, where the art is literally just a sad girl who's just like leaning against a tree, looking really looking upset, sad. Yeah, um, there's and like one... she had, her attack and defense is actually pretty good, if I remember. Well, so her her attack was low, but it was something like she can't be destroyed in battle and has like a bonus to other fairy creatures. I don't know. There was one that which is weird because you'd think this like sad girl sitting at a tree would be less of a match for like friggin' demons and monsters and stuff but i mean i'm glad she's just sitting not, there being I don't sad pay for a shitty card so i don't <laughs> know uh there's one that looks kind of like lord zed from uh from power rangers where he's just like metal armor and then bare muscles without skin uh and it's i'm gonna i'm gonna show you the picture here <laughs> this guy uh and his name is 
Go Giga Gaga Giga Go. Go Giga Gaga Gigo. Go Giga Gaga Gigo. There's also there's also this one. What is this? <laughs> I can't. Oh yeah. Lord of D. <laughs> This guy, speaking of like Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, it looks like F-Zero GX stuff. This guy looks like Beast Man, where it's just like a guy in like a ridiculously over-the-top cape and he's got like a monster head like as a helmet. But his name is Lord of Lord D. Lord of D. Why? We need to do a deep dive into this. No, we don't. We do not. Uh-uh. You are wrong. <laughs> Lord of D. Uh, yeah. So, you know, cards cards are weird, man. Um. Yeah, that's all I I have saved on my phone here. Uh right next to a picture of uh it's a screen cap from the Netflix show uh Boss Baby Back one. in Business. <laughs> oh no. Okay, you should read this one out loud. It's a dinosaur, so it's probably in Rex Raptor's deck. But its name is Little D. Little D. It's just a a like a bright red muscular T-Rex and he's just like kind of looking down at himself. That is little D. That <laughs> is little D. <laughs> Notably, he's like a Ken doll. He's just completely smooth. At least that's what I'm assuming because the card kind of cuts off. But his yep. name is little D. I mean, to be fair, you can't you can't <laughs> see his D in the D. picture, so it might be <laughs> poor uh, little D. With the, that, the, the, the hold on. Oh, Let me God. read the friggin' I text on to end this, this card. Episode. Let it die. <laughs> the, the card text is: Yo, this Tyrannosaurus tot's got a terrible temper. It does not say yo. It says what? yo. It says yo. It's a Tyrannosaurus tot. Okay. Here's another thing too is when there are cards that don't have special abilities, they write in just like whatever flavor text. And I have noticed in Duel Links, and I'm glad that it continues here, there's some flavor text that appears to have just been written by Joey Wheeler. <laughs> like there's a there's a, a soldier card, and I'm going to forget the name of it now, and this is going to drive me nuts, uh, but it goes, uh, this guy, this D-I-S, this guy is the best with the sword. Oh, no, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I... I can totally hear Joey saying that. Right? And I, I swear to God, it's just because they ran out of ideas and were like, what if Joey wrote a card? I don't know. <laughs> anyway... Jesus. Well, uh, welcome back to the show, Jimmy. Uh, we we are rewarding the long wait with an extra long episode this week, I suppose. So, you have one more, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is going to be our real card of the week, everybody. Jimmy, read it off. Read the description for me first and then read the title. Dragon Fusion Effect. Face-up dragon-type monsters, including this card, cannot be targeted by spells, traps, or card effects. And Attack, 4,500. Uh -huh. Defense, 3,500. Yep. This card is Ultimate Lord of D. <laughs> and there we have it, folks. That's our card of the week. I'm very sorry. Uh, until next time. You versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. <laughs> Little D versus Ultimate Lord of D. <laughs> All right, just end this damn thing already. Put us out of our misery. <laughs> Bye, everybody.